Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, everybody. You are listening to My Doula Micah, and I'm Micah Burgess. What it looks like to be a doula. Like a day in the life of a doula, right? Uh, Lots of people want to know what that is like. Um, And sometimes it helps give like expecting parents an idea of what my life looks like and being as particularly this, this episode's about being on call, what that looks like um, in my life. And then again, if you are a new doula and you're like, I don't know if I can do the whole on call thing. Like, what does that look like? What does that mean? And you know, I got little ones. And so that's what this episode's about. Give you guys a little bit of a, a peek, a window into that. You really need to have a lifestyle, um, a good setup of some support, especially if you've got kids, um, so that you're actually able to be on call for every client 24 seven, three to four weeks at a time. If, if you can't do that, then it, you're, it's going to be very difficult for you to assure these potential clients that you'll be there. Right. So if, you know, if your husband, let's say works the night shifts and there's nobody at home when he's at work in the middle of the night and you don't have someone that can just come over at 3 a.m., you're going to have a hard time getting this career started. Okay. Um, being on call, you know, especially when I first got started, it, when I knew that I was on call for a client, I, I kind of lived on the edge of my seat. <laughs> it's like, I was always, you know, looking at my day and what happens if I get called today? Well, I need to do this and that and this and that. And so, um, I figured out pretty quickly that I can't live like that, you know? And so, yeah, I'm on call. And mostly what that means is I'm not going out of town. That's, that's mostly what it means, but it doesn't mean I'm going to stop my life just because I'm on call. So like, I'm still going to go to the baseball games. I'm still going to go to the graduation party. I'm still going to plan the birthday party. Um, I'm still going to go on that date. I'm still, you get what I'm saying? I mean, life is going to keep moving. Life is going to keep going, even though I'm officially on call because the truth is it's going to be one day out of that month that I'm on call. So I don't want to be living on the edge of my seat for a whole month. And I'm only going to be gone for, well, less than a day, most of the time. So, uh, yeah. So being on call sometimes, you know, again, takes a little bit of practice so that you can see, Oh, I'm just going through my day. I'm just, you know, normal day. But when someone has hired me as their doula, um, and there was, you know, I was available, then I don't plan a trip. I don't plan a vacation if I've already been hired. 
Now, if I have something already planned, like for example, my husband and I went on our 25th wedding anniversary five years ago. In fact, we're celebrating 30 years this year. That is so crazy, y'all. So crazy. So five years ago, we went to Italy. And so obviously that was in my calendar in October and it was planned. And so when people interviewed me and, hey, I'm due in October on the 21st, I'm like, I will literally be out of the country (laughs) on your due date, you know? And so then I'm going to encourage them not to hire me. Some of them still do um, because I do have backup doulas. um, But I encourage them to hire somebody else just because I know I I won't be there. Uh, So that's what that looks like in terms of when I am on call and when I'm not on call and when I plan a trip or a vacation or I protect that space um, because I've already been hired. Okay. So the other thing about being on call is, you know, like I just said, I'm not going to plan to be out of town. And so these kind of last minute, weekend jaunts with your girlfriends or whatever, those are tricky. That's really hard to pull off or, um, Hey, you know, over the holidays, there's so much going on and, and we have family that lives outside of our Waco local area. So we would be traveling, uh, to go see them. That's tricky because when you're on call in December, you know, it could be Christmas day. It could be Christmas Eve. It could be the weekend before when you're supposed to go see your in-laws. It could be, you know, and so, that can get hard um, in terms of being on call that you just, you kind of feel like you're grounded and in a lot of respects, Ugh, I can't do that. No, I'm not going to be able to go. No, I can't sign up for that. I don't know, particular uh, school volunteer job because if I'm at a birth, y'all are going to be stuck. Y'all are going to be stranded. You know, I can't be the lead volunteer on this project. Um that's probably the hardest thing being on call. Um, the other thing that's involved being on call, especially if you have kids is you do need to have your game plan. You do need to have a plan B. Um, so if you've got family in town and you spend time with that family a lot and your kids know them and know them well, and it's super easy for them to swing by and pick up your kids or for you to drop the kids off. That is Excellent. That That is what you want. That's the scenario you want, uh, is if you can. Um, and if your spouse, uh, your loved one is able to contribute in terms of knowing when you're on call, that they're kind of also on call too. Like if they have that kind of job where if you were headed to a birth, usually, you know, hours in advance. I should have said that sooner in this episode. Uh, being on call, I mean, I rarely get a call. I'm headed to the hospital right now. And it's the first I've heard from them right? That, that it just doesn't work that way. That happens every once in a while, but not, not usually. Um, usually we get a text or a phone call. Hey, I'm having some symptoms. I may have lost my mucus plug. I haven't some bloody show. Um, I've been to the bathroom a lot, whatever. I'm getting these Braxton Hicks are starting to have a little bit of a pattern. And so they've communicated to us and that's hours before we would be headed to the birth, right? Um, so that's great because that gives me time to dot my I's and cross my T's and make sure I got all my ducks in a row, right? Uh, that's super helpful. So what, what does that look like for me? What would that look like? I mean, my kids are older now, so it's good. It helps that I'm not having to 
take care of little ones too much. I mean, like mine drive, they can make their own food. Uh, they don't need babysitters, you know, so a lot different for me. But when they were younger, then, you know, I'm going to make sure that there's food, that there's easy meals that can be made. They throw a pizza in the oven, right? Uh, make a sandwich. But I want to make sure that that's available. Uh, I want to make sure that um, my car has gas. I want to make sure that I pull the car seats out of my car before I take off because that's miserable. I want to make sure that, you know, they've got a key to the house or whoever is coming, you know, to get them or pick them up or drop them off has a key to the house. It's those kind of little logistics. I also want to look at the schedule. So if I get this call or text, hey, I think I might be in labor, just giving you the heads up then I need to make sure that I had kind of thought through and planned out 24 hours and beyond that call. Very rarely do I need a full 24 hours, but I want to, I want to have my bases covered if I do. So again, what that looks like is I'm going to look at my calendar and if I see, Oh wow, little Susie has a dentist appointment tomorrow morning. I need to go ahead and reschedule that because if I go to a birth in the middle of the night, that's going to be really hard to get her to her dentist appointment, right? So you go ahead and make that phone call. You go ahead and let them know. I honestly now um, with, you know, different doctors um, or like a service industry, like a massage therapist, like if I go often, the chiropractor, whatever, they all know what I do. Um, we've had this conversation. And so they know that I could call and say, hey, I am, looks like I'm going to be headed to a birth. I can either come in right now or we're going to probably have to reschedule because I, I might be going to a birth. So they already know that that's my life um, right up front. And so they're willing to work with me. And so, yeah, sometimes they're like, yes, I actually come on in now. Let's get you, let's get you now. Or no, that's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll just reschedule call when you're done, you know? So that's been really helpful. So yeah, you want to make sure you see all of that. Um, or if your kids, what if they have T-ball practice after school? So, you know, whoever's going to be taking care of your kids, you need to make sure you line that up. Okay. I know I'm going into a lot of detail, but these things snuck up on me and I don't want them to sneak up on you. Those are the things that you need to think through and make sure that you have, um, taken care of. Uh, the other thing, uh, is my doula bag, right? Do I have that packed? And the answer is yes. I have a separate backpack for doula stuff so that when I do get called away, I'm not having to repack or unpack things that I don't need at the hospital. I already have it. And so in my doula bag, I have, um, obviously the client's paperwork, I fill notes out and I prefer paper because I don't want to bring a big laptop and have that open in the birthing room. It's kind of crowded. There's lots of tables. There's other things going on. And it looks like for me, I feel like it looks like I set up shop there. <laughs> like I'm, I'm at work or something and I am at work, but that's not, my focus shouldn't be on the notes. And so I just have their, their paperwork that they've already filled out their birth plan is there. I have my little progress chart or, you know, I'm going to be able to check their water broke on their own or the, they had to break their water or whatever. I, when I have a chance, I just kind of fill those out. So it's got my backpack's got my notes in it. Um, I have a charger for my phone. 
Um, I have uh, like a toiletry bag, a little toiletry bag with definitely hair ties, lip stuff. Um, I always have pads and tampons on hand. I have started my period in the middle of a birth before. In fact, I was uh, supporting a mom while she was getting an epidural. And an epidural is a needle in your back, by the way. And so your help, when, when you're supporting someone during an epidural, they're kind of leaning on your shoulder. Their head is leaning on your shoulder. And they are kind of doing like this cat-like stretch type thing. And they have to be totally still. Like they can't move while they're putting a needle in their back, right? So neither can I. I can't move. And so I knew I started and I was like, oh, crap. Well, I can't move. There's nothing I can do. I'm like stuck for like 30 minutes, you know, before I can leave and yeah, go get what I need. And then when I left, oh my gosh, I guess I'd already used my last tampon or pad and I forgot to refill it. So yeah, I'm now wearing a postpartum diaper essentially for the rest of the birth. Not fun, not comfortable. So always make sure you pack your toiletries, you guys. Um, I have a water bottle. I have snacks. I always have a jacket um, on hand. Uh, I carry a couple of essential oils that are like roll-ons um, for different, you know, specific things, clary sage or jasmine are the, the two that I tend to carry. But most of the time, if a client is wanting to use essential oils, they bring their own. Um, so, but, so I'll have a few of those. But anyway, I pack pretty light compared to a lot of other doulas. Um, and I, and I do that on purpose. Again, there's a lot in a birthing room. Um, and most of the, most of the births I'm going to are hospital births. Um, if it, if I was like a birthing center or a home birth, oh yeah, you could probably bring a lot more stuff. Um, but for me, I just prefer not to be lugging in a big, I don't know rolling suitcase kind of thing. I just prefer not to do that. Um, I want to just kind of keep it simple and keep it light. And yeah, that, that I, so I make sure that is packed. I make sure that is ready to go, um, as part of getting ready and as part of being on call. And when our clients do reach out to us and say, Hey, I think I might be in labor, then they keep us updated. And then we're also helping them kind of assess when it is time to go to the hospital. And so once our clients do head into the hospital or the birthing center, um, then that is when you get that feeling of, Hey, it could be any minute. It could be any moment. I better grab a quick bite to eat. I don't know when I will have another chance to have a quick bite to eat. That's when you really kind of hone in and focus on. Yeah. I could be walking out the door any minute now. Um, so, yeah, I hope that's helpful in terms of what it looks like to be on call. And for some of you, you may feel like, oh, my gosh, that is way more than what I thought it was going to be. That sounds tough. And for some of you, you may be thinking, that's it? You're kidding. That's so simple. That's so easy. I already kind of live my life like that. Um, and so, anyway, I'm hoping that if you're listening and you are a new doula that this helps maybe answer some questions. If this is the right time in your life to become a doula, are you able to do the on-call gig? It, it can be tough. Um, or if you are a very last minute spontaneous kind of person and you do not like the idea of being grounded, you may not want to take on a whole lot of clients um, at first. You know, you may want to ease into that lifestyle for sure. Um, 
And then maybe if you are an expecting parent and you're listening to this and you've been considering hiring a doula, maybe this was helpful for you so that you know, oh, that's what they do. Oh, I see. They're not just, it's not like a labor and delivery nurse that knows the hours that she will be working and that's when she's at the hospital. And yeah, she's there for a 12-hour shift, right? Nope. We are... We go in when you call us, and that could be at 3 a.m., right? That could be at 6 a.m. That that could be, we got the call at 6 a.m., but we don't go in until 6 p.m. that night because you're in early labor and you're fine and we're telling you to ignore it because you don't want to be at the hospital any longer than you have to be, right? So I'm hoping that that kind of gives a little bit of insight for expecting parents that are considering a doula. Thanks for joining me on game day, birds, not balls. You can follow me on my Instagram page at mydoulamica. You can also find me on wagodoula.com, wagodoula is on Facebook. And if you like what you heard, you can subscribe or you can find us on roguemedianetwork.com. Thanks for joining us.